0: I tried to be like Father Anthony. Which is? I made a mistake. Uh-oh. I drank, I drank a lot of coffee before recording just so I could harness his energy, and I don't know how he handles
1: it. Is it Black Blood of the Earth? No. Oh, no. Well, then that's I your just, problem.
0: I just loaded it up with a bunch of... Loaded the coffee pot up at work with a bunch of coffee, and I I am anxious. Hmm. <laughs> like, I am shaking. i like...
1: Everyone so says, you are kind of oh, like Father Anthony, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I guess. should be making fun of Everyone. anxiety stuff, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: But like you know when people are like, oh, I have a, I have a bunch of, I have a bunch of like anxiety. I'm like, how much coffee do you drink a day? And they're like, oh, I'm not talking about that. I need that. I'm like maybe you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I could have like one coffee a day, and if I if I have more than that, I start I start shaking. But I had the yawns because I didn't sleep well, so I tried it and. I'm wired, man. But, you know, I've I've been trying to harness priest energy in, in the most lay pe- person way possible. And I want your opinion on it. Okay. So I'm a youth minister and like I just got done leading teens on a mission trip and there were two yeah. priests there. Yeah. And I, I kept doing this one line so as to combat clericalism. And here, I want your opinion. Yeah. Okay. I'd be like, I would say something like this. All right, I'm going to pray, but then, Father, can you give your blessing at the end? Because I hate this. It's a pet peeve of mine. There's a room full of very qualified people to pray at a meeting, and they all look at Father, and they say Mm -hmm. this, Father, will you lead us in a prayer? And I'm like, yes, he can. He's real Mm -hmm. good at praying. Hopefully, he's real good at praying. Hopefully, he prays a lot. But like when you ever, whenever you ask that question, who here wants to pray? No one volunteers, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, let the lay person play, pray, just so as to like give people mm-hmm. some practice in leading some prayer. This is good. You should be mm-hmm. leading it in your families. It should be familiar. But if that's not happening. So I never say, Father, will you pray for us? Mm-hmm. Uh, I say, who here wants to pray? Or maybe I'll lead in, mm-hmm. in prayer this time, and someone else is going to. But then, Father, you're going to give the blessing because that is something. I can't do these hands not ordained you know no oils on them other than olive oil for making meatballs which
1: is usually what you use for chrism oil really yeah it's just olive oil it's not like super fancy
0: avocado condo. everyone by
1: right is, is Italian by virtue of their baptism
0: that's true wow i love that that keeps happening i told someone that saint joseph was italian the other day and they started like legitimately arguing like <laughs> historical <laughs> critical stuff i was like no nah, dude i'm j- i just so, mean spiritually i just so, you know whatever
1: yeah, so i got i got two things to say about about what you just okay said. so one yeah. is so is this your subtle way of criticizing me for leading the prayer before we started the podcast
0: no, you just let it. That's fine. You just jump straight in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For right those right. who don't know, we pray before the podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, it's the good and holy thing to do. Your prayer no. was
0: really good. I thought Thank to myself, mm, that is what
1: I want. I yeah. want this Amen. to go well. Amen. <laughs> yeah, especially with you on, we have to make sure. you're no, am kidding. I'm kidding. We love having you here, Nick. We love having you here. We love Producer having
0: you here. Nick in the house.
1: house. Um, uh, But no, whenever I go to people's homes. Yes. Uh, what I do you're like oh father can you lead us in grace I say nope <gasps> does I it say, freak him out a little bit sometimes I said no no you, one of the parents can lead in grace or the kids I don't care like just someone can pray I'll give the blessing of the food I'll just nice. like, do that at the end you'll
0: make, it, you'll make it taste better by making the sign of the cross
1: with your hand exactly I said I will do the blessing you lead in prayer this is your house this is, it's a little formative thing that in your house you're the lead um, in prayer not me in the church, I'm the lead. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. You're the you're the head honcho. But, but do you get yeah yeah? Do you get the sense that people are nervous to pray well in front of a priest?
1: Yes. What would you tell them? If you have a generic grace, say it. That's fine. I don't care. You can do "Bless us, O oh Lord." Yeah, a lot of people do that, and I'm fine with that. Like it's just it's just this notion of this experience that yes, the priest is actually there to lift up others into prayer and to teach them to pray so that you know it, it extends beyond just the parish building it's been, right. that this is something this is an action of the whole christ in the church and thus as parents you have a certain headship there
0: okay but what if you go there and you hear this prayer like the adams family prayer have you ever heard this one I don't know. It's da na na snap snap da oh, yeah.
1: I've heard that youth group stuff.
0: Da na 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 da na na na. I hate it. Da-na-na-na. I hate it. And then they go, "We thank you, Lord, for giving oh, yeah. oh, no, this no, food no, no, no. we made for living. We ask you for your blessing. We thank you very much." I,
1: my, wor- my 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 biggest <laughs> cringe is like if you go to like a youth event. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to say a traditional grace and then we're going to say a fun grace. <laughs>
0: That's what a lot of people do. I don't do that. I think I just know. I don't like that. I'm like, no,
1: when, no, there's actually a solemnity to prayer. And I think it should not be reduced to this kind of worldly way. Like there sh- it should look, it should sound and be different than your day to day life.
0: A solemnity to prayer. What does that mean? Just
1: like a, a, that. It means like uh, it's, it, it's, it's got a sacredness to it. Mm. And so in that sacredness needs to be respected by the form of the prayer, by the way the prayer takes, and so I've pers- this there's a personal thing, obviously, but I uh-huh. personally struggle with like the fun grace ideas because wow, because no, we're and en- this is actually a moment of entering into God's presence, and I think the wow. way we pray ought to embody that somehow.
0: So you don't like the Superman one that goes, "Thank you, Lord, for giving us food."
1: Nope actually i mean we don't have a lot of use stuff in my diocese cuz we're mostly retired people so but if i ever go to stuff like this i say if we're going to have if we're going to pray we're going to pray yeah. well and i'll teach you guys how to do it that's my job is to teach but we're going to do it we're going to but if you want me the, if you want me there this is, we're going to pray well
0: so when I invite you to like a youth ministry event or to to be the parish chaplain for mm-hmm. my next um, mission trip, I'll tell everyone Father Harrison's really lame and doesn't like singing That's fun songs.
1: Exactly. You can sing. <laughs> no, no. Well, you can sing fun songs. Here, you can. But I don't know. I just this is a uh, yeah. I I I uh, maybe I'm a little curmudgingly there, but but curmudging there. But I just I think there's we 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 um, we analyze God a lot <laughs> and
0: Yeah I, he, He's
1: allowed to be sacred He's allowed to be good exactly. He's allowed to be holy He's allowed to be different And that, that sacredness though Is not opposed to life No I don't think yeah. so Like I was just reading Something last night By Jean Danielou A French <laughs> <theorist>. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the Magnalia Dei which is like Latin for the wonderful works of God and this is like the point of scripture is to manifest the wonderful works of God but most of his this chapter is on God's wrath and he says modernity hates the wrath of God it's uncomfortable with it because it, because it, it means that there's an intensity to God's being that we want to run away from And so, and we don't see, and so we then won't see wrath in line with love.
0: That's so true. Have you ever had like a really deep conversation with a brother in Christ and and you went there and you're talking about your sin and and how good the Lord's been and you almost want to make a fart joke afterwards because it's just too deep. Yep. Yep. That's totally it. Like what if we could just remain in that place? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, but that's hard because then, because then, where are the jokes? Exactly,
1: but this is the thing we actually need these so like this idea of like solemnizing prayer a bit is this notion of now if I go to someone's house and they do that, I'm not going to say anything because I, I it's not you know there's times and places <laughs> for everything, but actually it's never it really happened at people's homes I find, but um good, but but, but I guess what I mean by this then the solemnizing allows the intensity of God's being mm. to grab us.
0: Yeah, that's and we different that. than just that's different than praying and being really
1: boring too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, this is the fun thing about the word solemn. It's something we always think solemn, like, you know, serious, hands folded, rigidly. That's what I think. Yeah, no, solemn means it. The root of it means life and celebration.
0: I didn't know that,
1: but it doesn't mean like. But like, so when we're doing things in a solemn manner, it means in a life-giving manner. So, yes, we do all the actions of the mass, for example, as priests. Solemn prayer. Yeah, solemn prayer, solemn vespers. It just means it's sung. But that this singing is meant to give life.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, oh, cool. That's neat. I can't wait to explain that to my teenagers. Uh, But enough about me. Can I introduce the show? Fine. Welcome to clerically speaking. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. I'm. I would yell more, but I'm. I'm the, the adoration chapel's behind that wall. So that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's fair. Yeah.
1: That's fair. Mm-hmm. And so you are. You, you see. You didn't, you, so okay. What? You're supposed to introduce it properly, though. You, you, so you say, "Welcome to clerically speaking." I am
0: incredibly good looking.
1: Up Welcome to Clerically
0: Speaking. I am incredibly
1: good looking. You, you say your name. You, you, you say your name.
0: Oh, I'm producer Nick,
1: and I'm Father Harris, And then I or take wait. over.
0: Oh no, no! But real quick, I am the little brother to Father Anthony. This is true. Yes, yes, yes. Did yes. you did you read did you read that in the the Wall Street Journal article yes. that came out? It's, the bro- I'm the little brother. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I weigh more than him. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a little bit bigger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's older by two years, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we'll get to that in one second here. But no, yeah. So, you see, so, you see, but folks, this is this is an example. This is an example <laughs> of of the priest bringing the lady into the the fullness of their vocation by allowing them to take leadership where they are, where they can. And I, so, I allowed Wonderful. him. I, I I put myself to the side to allow him to introduce the podcast.
0: I feel empowered, and now I'm going to want to do more crazy things. <laughs>
1: Well, but then also remember, I have authority. Uh, And obedience is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, what's going on? uh, So what's going on? So a few things here. So uh, first, so obviously Father Anthony's not here. Correct. You know, some some scheduling issues this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's away. He's in Texas. And so I asked him, I said, you know, it's great that, I mean, okay, you're not here. But how did you get into Texas? Because I thought you didn't have your passport.
0: Oh. Yeah, Texas is its own place, isn't it?
1: I mean, isn't it? Isn't Texas like its own America within America? It's like it's a nation within a nation.
0: It's the size of a country.
1: Yeah, yeah. I bet they would secede if secede from the union if they could. <laughs> I so, mean, anyways, yeah. Their yeah.
0: whole culture is different. Their
1: toast, Texas it, toast.
0: It's deli- do you guys have Texas toast? Well, you obviously you don't you have get- Texas toast, and you yeah, can't you can get, get it. Yeah, yeah, you, can. you can't import it.
1: We what are yourself. the
0: tariffs? What are the tariffs on Texas toast? Um, to get bullets, into Canada, three bullets.
1: Uh, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, but no. Well, it was also a little dig at the passport thing from mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. in the year. But we're good. But no, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. No, no, things are going uh, well here generally. Although, like, I I woken up early. I mean, I've been waking, you know, trying to get these established routines going. But they've been interrupted the last two mornings. Yesterday, I didn't exercise. I'm trying to. I realized I shouldn't go on the bike every day. This is actually apparently not good for your body. <laughs> uh, you need to give it a day or two a week of rest, which is fine. But I, it was also interesting. I kind of missed it. I kind of missed it. I'm like, because I, I find it gives me energy during the day now. And I, I'm feeling I'm in a better mood because of it. I think better. And so I'm like, okay, I got to figure out the days I'm going to not go on the bike, which are maybe less productive or something like that. So if I'm not doing as much, it's okay. Like I'm, ti- I'm more tired so but i got up i'm waiting for, i was supposed to have a meeting with my my thesis supervisor uh, mm-hmm. about some big stuff about my thesis and then he didn't show up on the meeting and he apparently got overrun with by his other meetings and he he ran out of time okay fine we rescheduled for today again threw off my routine a little bit to for it didn't show up again oh i'm a little bummer. disappointed and frustrated so i just said like hey okay I want to do some writing on these areas. Can I at least start here, please? If, if this is up to if what I sent you was up to your standards about the outline, mm-hmm. he goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, okay, fine. At least I can get going until we meet on Monday. He better show up on Monday because <laughs> my day of rest, and I'm gonna be ready to go at 7 a.m. because he's in the UK. So mm-hmm. there's ready to nothing
0: go. worse than like the hurry up and be ready to go.
1: Yeah, and then you just sit. And you're there. sitting there and waiting. and You don't know what to do. And and you, I mean, you could read a guest and stuff, but. Anyways, so I don't, I'm, because I've been establishing this pattern, this habit of life in my mornings. Mm. I kind of like it. I don't want to lose it, you know. And I think I talked about on a previous podcast where it's like, yeah, I wake up, I exercise first. Actually, take a shower, have a brief breakfast, and then I go and pray. Ooh! Because then I'm actually in, I'm awake by then. I've had coffee. Your mind's turned on. The blood my, my is My mind's turned out because the bike. I get on the bike. It gets everything going quicker. the the problem still is getting out of bed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do that part yet. Yeah. I like my pattern of life in that morning and it's been really good. And I, and it's been going on long enough now that it's pretty much there. It's like you have like a little liturgy going on in your morning. Amen. Amen. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, you mentioned something earlier that I thought was really cool, um, about the, uh, Wall Street, uh, journal article that we had, you know, it's, it is too bad that, uh, uh, Father Anthony is not here, um, but um, because it would be cool to talk to him about that. Um, but uh, Claire Ansbury reached out to us what a couple months ago. Oh yeah, yeah. a feature piece on us. And I was like, we "We're like Wall Street Journal, really?" And yeah,
0: I was thinking like, what? What? It's probably going to be like a, a a little online piece. But we mm-hmm. made the front page, below the Wait, fold. Granted, we were but the we front were front page. page? Did you get did you
1: get did you get extra copies? I got three okay. copies. So, so I'll, I'll get one. I'll mail you one. Thanks. Oh thank absolutely. You, thank, you, thank you. Yeah. I yeah, didn't know we were front neat. page. That's actually really cool. Right? Um holy smokes. Wow. So yeah, so she reached out to us to ask us to do it. And it was actually what was really interesting on my end too, first was mm-hmm. I thought she did a fantastic job, I think. But like the amount of time I think all of us spent on the phone with her. Was a lot.
0: Oh, okay. So right. I used to work at um, National Catholic Reporter. Yeah. And so I, I used to do journalism. And I was just wildly with impressed with how good of a job she was doing. Right. Because I've been interviewed by papers before. And so many journalists are so bad. Like, but she was asking clarifying questions. She was bouncing our answers against each other to make sure it was all right. And no one was like
1: lying. Not that we would, but she was just so good at her job. Right. And so it was really interesting because like, I think I've, I spent two, two and a half hours total throughout this whole process talking to her. Mm -hmm. Right. About the same here. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a short article. Like, it's like, it's going to be shorter. So it the thoroughness she went that you like it was really amazing and then like she called to the to talk about all the clarifying stuff she's mm-hmm. going through all the facts and you're like okay yeah that's a yeah. lot of stuff that's a big piece and like maybe only half of that made it in because the editor's like well we have to make it this length this will be the room we have so you yeah. gotta take this 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 out which you know um so it was really interesting on that process that to put out an article the amount of time something goes and it it actually got me thinking like yeah it's like a homily right you don't just show up and preach for 15 minutes i mean you could i guess but Mm -hmm. um a a decent homily should at least take five to seven hours a week to prepare i sure um and that that takes time and like these this little bit takes actually a lot and i think we we often forget that in in life we think everything's immediate just comes right away it's like no it takes a long time to build something up
0: Oh, that's why when I see these long, um, long form journalism pieces that the pillar does, I'm like, yeah. wow, you guys did a lot to get that. Oh, my gosh. It was such a touching piece.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. And I'm really appreciative to, to Claire to, for, for reaching out for us that. Yeah, it was Wall Street front page, which is so cool. And mm-hmm. and all I have to say is take that Catholic stuff you should know. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love them. They're good. I'm They're great. Not kidding. Yeah. But, uh, it was just. It was just a really cool thing. And who would have thought? Who would have thunk? I didn't. Who Would have thunk this at this point. I didn't point? think it would. Happen. We're coming up on what four years now? Yeah. I thought this would be an utter
0: failure. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be a cute little hobby.
1: But and um, now you're stuck here. Yeah. Father Anthony can't be here. He'll be back next week, folks. I think. I hope. Mm-hmm. So. But pray for him, he's on retreat. So pray for him, please, while he's on retreat. And um we've bantered a long time. Twenty minutes of banter. Almost, yeah. And so I, I try think, to hijack this show every time so, I'm on. I know. Well then we can just we should do at least one theological emergency. <laughs>
0: Thank you for calling Clerically Speaking.
1: If this is truly a theological emergency, please dial one at any time.
0: Hi, I flushed my goldfish down the toilet and I wanted to know, is that a sin? Theological emergency. We'll take your call at 412-912-7995. Hi, my name is Steven, calling from just outside Toronto, Ontario. I am a science fiction writer with a theological emergency about time travel and marriage. Now, while I know the marriage bond lasts until death do us part, what if you travel back in time prior to your spouse's birth? Your spouse hasn't died, but they also don't exist. So would you be free to marry in the past without any impediment? Follow-up question. What if you later returned to your original time where your original spouse was? Would your marriage bond with that spouse still be intact and sacramentally valid? Or would you have to get remarried to make the marriage valid? Thanks.
1: All right, so we have, uh, so uh, thanks, Stephen, if that's your real name. Well, thankfully, (laughs) thankfully, thankfully, folks, we have a marriage expert in our Mm -hmm. midst. Nick, you're married. I am married. So answer the question. I would love to. (laughs) Listen, if I
0: went back in time, if I went back in time before my wife was uh, born and, and I got married to a different person in a different time, my wife would rip open the boundaries of space and time, come and grab me by my throat and say, what are you doing? You need to clean the dishes. And she would rip me through a time portal back. So, I mean, for me particularly, maybe this is a case-per-case issue because for me particularly, my wife would know. Oh, she would know. And She She would have this
1: she, what's that? She'd know how to find you. She would She's know like, how to. You find can't hide me. in the multiverse. I will find you. She would be able to, and 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 you might be like, well, as a
0: science fiction writer, does she have a time portal too? I'm like, no, but she is a powerful woman who is close to the Lord, and so um my my answer is no, no, you cannot get married in a different time zone because uh that is it's not an indelible mark on your heart, but it is a commitment to death, uh. Do you, do you part? Mm-hmm. And she is alive in that, that time zone that you originated from. So, um, it, so here's it's my just, question
1: because yes. we know about the sacramental reality of marriage, right. the reality of the bond, et cetera. Right. Wouldn't this in a way then maybe disprove time travel? The sacrament itself disproves Disproved time, time. travel. Right. Because wow. you can't, we have to deal with reality and and so can you actually go back in time and would you meet so because well okay hey i mean yeah okay actually i don't know if that works actually but um i've actually always struggled philosophically with the whole notion of time travel Mm -hmm. because uh i know time can slow down the question is you have to break the speed of light to go back apparently and i don't know if that's actually possible or not who knows who's this to say um because I've always struggled with it because the only thing that's ever truly real is your present. Yeah. Once it's past, it's past. The only way you can actually see the past properly is from eternity.
0: Yeah, because I, I have a different perspective of the past. It, it is reflective. It is not It is yeah. not the moment that I incur. Like I'm encountering the Lord right now in in right. in presence and reality and I yeah, can only a, a, yeah. time observe travel also my past presumes there's
1: a certain linear linearness to time which I'm not sure is a whole catholic worldview but that's a whole other thing because here's yeah. the other thing we kind of do time travel sort of kind of in that the past is brought to the present through Christ's eternity in the mass oh right? so we do do time travel yes the mass is past present and future they're all at once but that's a whole other thing um, so, so okay, but the but, sacrament but, would but, remain, but, 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 but in other parts but, but, of time. Okay. So, that that all being said, yes, in a way, yes. But um, that all being said, let us presume that the physics of time, as he has presented in his question, are factual. Mm-hmm. You can time travel. You can go back in time. You meet your spouse. I want to mm-hmm. make sure I. I'm saying this because I'll make sure I understood it right. And you can correct me. He sees a spouse uh, in before in a time before they were married.
0: Oh, no, no. Oh, right. You go before before you your oh, before spouse was even born.
1: So, you Just marry someone else. But your, your bond exists in that present. Um, so you would still be married because mm-hmm. um, that future isn't destroyed yet because you can still return to it. Indubitably. So I would say the bond still Unless you
0: destroyed it.
1: Because you have to look at time in connection with place. And the bond... Yeah, unless you destroyed it, you go back in time and you have some machine that could destroy all future. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, but then uh, according to canon law, you can't marry your spouse because you've now destroyed their life, and you can't remarry if you've killed someone. If you killed your former spouse, so how's that for a brain twister? There <laughs> <That's> canonical, actually... <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So if if the if that future if that from that past that future still is in existence, it's mm-hmm. still real? And then the bond remains See And uh, you can't uh, you, you can't uh, And so when you go back If you go back You're still Bonded to each other
0: see you know these questions don't actually freak me out i love the 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 approach that guy consul magno i think that's how you pronounce his last name the you think he's the director of the vatican observatory right now uh he has that book titled would i baptize an alien right yeah and the answer is yes if it asked to be that's basically the same same answer as we did well yeah it's like, like
1: yeah it's like but it's also theology in the end has to doesn't deal with speculative things. It can only deal with real things. If time travel mm-hmm. becomes some sort of real possibility, then theology mm-hmm. will be then having all that data will be able to answer the question. Right. Till then, me, this is completely speculative because we don't have the physics to understand what reality is like with that.
0: Yeah. I so don't care um, about scientific advancements. Like yeah. if science is like, we figured this out, I'm like, the church remains. Yeah. We figured this out. The church still remains. <gasps> yeah. But we figured out cloning. The church remains. Yeah. So, you know, like
1: it doesn't freak me out. And for a lot of
0: people, it does freak them out. Like, well, if there's aliens, then is no, the church remains.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also, there's a, I guess, a news piece that came out last week about a Google employee saying that AI became sentient at Google. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) how do you, how do you, how do you prove this? Just because it's using words around feelings and desires does mm-hmm. not entail it actually has that subjectivity. Mm-hmm. That it's not, it doesn't entail it's a person. I, um, but also because of what we understand person to be, a relation, um, you can't create consciousness on a human level. On our mm-hmm. part, we can't do this. Uh, it, I think. I actually think AI is an impossibility. I think at best it's it's highly mimetic. It's highly imitative of, of human behavior. But the other problem is because of how they see knowledge well, it can repeat all these facts. I'm like, well, so can a monkey. Like, mm-hmm. a monkey's not a person. There's no consciousness. It can't, it can't abstract from facts and see a whole. And that's the, that's the, that's the uniqueness about being human.
0: Yeah. See, for me, I, I don't, like I said, I, I don't care. Yep. Like, if, if AI is achieved, and I, I agree with you, I tend to think that it won't. It won't. Yep. Um, but if it is achieved, achieved, I'm like, cool. We'll deal with it. Yeah, we want to baptize some conscious well, <laughs> uh, robots. Yeah. We'll get there when we robots get there. Robots have
1: souls. I'm like, well, mm, That's, mm, it's very mm, weird. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> theology
0: of the body, more like so, theology of the Well, yeah, oh, Here's the other thing. Okay,
1: so Stephen, you're from a place just outside of Toronto. Well, for Canadian, we all know that Toronto's the center of the universe. So is this your, just your way of saying, I'm actually from Toronto. I just don't want to be hated for it? but steven thank you for your question it was it it, i think it created some interesting questions and i'm sure we have listen catholics love science fiction Mm. um and i'm sure we have some science fiction fans who will uh be wanting to share their opinion about this as well um but uh yeah if you want to
0: call our theological emergency line and give us a
1: follow-up exactly we have a lot there's a lot to uh there's a lot of backup there Mm -hmm. we'll we'll try and get through them we're just going to do one today
0: well i think it's time for my favorite my favorite uh segment pastoral council Uh, and now it's time for pastoral council where the laity are empowered to say words oh yippee good for you lay people you have opinions. I like it because it puts the laity in such a negative light. <laughs> it's like, because there are people there who are super jealous that they're not priests. I really think that's what it is. Like, oh, I can't do the same things that a priest does. Well, yeah. I'm like, it's okay, actually. Why, why don't you like being you? Way too much right. self-hatred out there, you know? Like, it's also,
1: yeah. I mean, for me, I don't run pastoral council as a decision-making body. Mm-hmm. It's a advisory body. Yeah. Isn't Here's that what some it's ideas. supposed to be? Yes. Here's some ideas. What do you think? What do you think people mm-hmm. think? And, and then we'll pick, go from there.
0: You pick the pastoral yep. council, don't you? Yep. You yep. have that right.
1: Yeah. 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 You yeah. they don't. They're not elected. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. It's not some governance board. Actually, that's what finance committee is for. It actually does oh. have governance powers.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. That's Can the way. they
0: give me more budget to buy fun things for the youth ministry?
1: As long as you don't do fun graces.
0: Okay, that's fine. We
1: will do the, we'll do the most <laughs>
0: solemn graces possible. So, you don't need me singing. No. Um, <laughs> what have we but got today for so, our This is kind Pastor of a last-minute
1: topic sort of for me, but um, mm. we're recording this on, on Thursday, on June 30th, and on the Solemnity of St. Peter and Paul. Uh, Pope Francis issued an apostolic letter called Desiderio Desideravi. Um, oh, can I guess what it's about? Uh, yes. Say the name again. Desider- Desiderio Desideravi. That's a really bad Latin pronunciation there, but sorry. It's
0: it's about desserts being Oreo cookies, Dio, and then dessert being ravioli, Deseridario. So... Um, I think I think it's comparing different kinds of desserts, salty or sweet. Gotcha. Am I right? Well,
1: thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. No. Answer um, my question. Answer the dubious <laughs> Father here, uh, No, it, it's it's the, it's it's from the um, it's a phrase from the uh, Last Supper. Uh, I have desired to eat this Passover with you.
0: Oh, that's way
1: cooler. Yeah. I desire to eat this Passover with you. And so, and I didn't expect it. I don't, it's it's interesting. This papacy has been interesting in that it just kind of dropped things out of thin air and no one sees them coming. So either (laughs) they're really good at holding the gossip in or, or I don't know. It's just been interesting because I don't, I didn't hear any scuttlebutt about something like this dropping.
0: You know, I don't want to hear the scuttlebutt, too, because even when I was in, at the newspaper, you would kind of like when before uh, Cardinal Blaise Cupich became the bishop of uh, the bishop, uh, archbishop of Chicago, like we knew that, that we got word that it would be one of four or five different bishops. So everyone wrote a um, a biography. Yeah. And then like the minute Supich was announced, we had it. And I'm right. like, I don't know who knew that, right. but how did they... I don't want to know that. Yeah. I don't want politics. Nope, 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 Well, nope,
1: you, nope. I, Well, you can't avoid politics completely because uh. it's just you don't want, like, the worldly form of politics.
0: No, super no.
1: But you have to have politics in a sense because politics in its proper sense is seeking the common good. Oh. And so you need to use position sometimes to ensure that you can do that but yeah often that's not how politics is used um so yeah so this was a a i thought we could just kind of there were some really interesting points i'm going to make a couple general observations first great uh, um because i think this is important i this is so interestingly the magisterium since the council has done very little magisterially to address liturgy most of the addressing of liturgy has been done through governance like motu proprios and stuff like this or mm-hmm. insta- or with like John Paul II he reformed the roman typical edition which is like what we call like the Novus ordo it's like the form of the mass we use right now and its translations that's all acts of governance okay so mm-hmm. a pope issues a decree that this is to be published essentially it's not a, that's not magisterium that's governance it's not cuz it's not teaching okay
0: oh so magisterium uh, is teaching
1: teaching. So he, re-
0: he, he released a magisterial document.
1: Yes. Uh, so it's lower on the order. It's not like an encyclical or anything. It's not an apostolic yeah. exhortation. It's a letter. I, uh, someone actually made a very interesting comment about this today. I thought it was actually really good. That because of like the hyper papal focus we have these days mm-hmm. of holding on to every word as if it's policy. Um, and that's been around for a while now. Giving it a bit of a lower magisterial authority as a letter is saying, hey, I want you guys to reflect on this. I'm going to give you some reflections. Um, it's still part of magisterium, but it's kind of lower. So it's important, but it's not going to like do a groundswell with the magisterium or anything like this. It, it allows for maybe greater discussion and stuff like that. And that maybe it's trying to say, Hey, like just because the pope's saying this doesn't mean like we have to hang on to every word. Like it's a divine revelation, which is the okay. way all magisterial teaching, especially today, I find is dead especially see in certain circles, they they'll take a quote out of context and then they don't know the history of the document or anything. They'll say, oh, see the, the, the council of orange said this. And I'm like, yeah, but magisterium doesn't mean that there's no conflict within it sometimes. And, it's messy. Oh, cool. Tradition's messy because human beings are messy. That makes trads, or not trads,
0: oops, I slipped. I showed my colors. That makes some people uh, frustrated because
1: some people like clarity. They like a syllabus of errors. but we're, And those have their place sometimes. Um, mm. But you, you have to understand what was that syllabus for, for example. Why did, why did Pius X issue a syllabus of errors? There were certain major infringing things to deal with the thing at the time when father Anthony comes back yeah. yeah i want you two
0: to do to read each one of the syllabus of errors and talk about that would be hilarious that would be hilarious um but tell me what's this so, document about i know it's the so yeah
1: just quickly because like so i, I say this because i think people will be a bit shocked by this statement that francis has now done more magisterially for liturgy than benedict did what because Benedict just issued <laughs> motu proprios, like Anglicanorum okay. Chetibus or Assumorum Pontificum, but those were motu proprios. Again, acts of governance.
0: Acts of governance, not, not teachings.
1: Not teachings. So he's I mean, like, he, he, so, he, so catch I a letter. I try to do exp- normal yeah. Yeah. language? Yeah. Yeah. He's, Sorry, he's yes. like
0: saying, he's saying, yeah, start doing this. And we're like, okay, we'll start doing that. Or you can but, do this. Oh, okay. So yeah. these, these things are permitted. That's the law, yeah. yada, yada, yeah. yada. But then this guy's like, hey. Pope Francis is like, this is why we do things. Exactly. Exactly. Moto proprio. This is this is what we are doing. Magisterio. This is why we are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Lay exactly. person ah, so,
1: layperson understands. Yes. Good. good. <laughs> Pastoral um, counsel. I need, hey, I need this sometimes. I get stuck in my own head and my own words sometimes. So. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> there's I some people there's that.
0: listening to that, this and they're like, Nick, we know what it means. Please let Father Harrison talk. So anyway, continue. <laughs> um,
1: I'm going to say my, I have, listen. Also, and I say this i I think there's an important thing to always remind ourselves when it comes to magisterial documents, especially mm. and this is important for cause every Catholic owes this it's in your catechism, Uh-oh. so Catholics owe the anything that comes out magisterially what we call religious submission of intellect and will
0: uh, but what if my conscience is like, but I don't want well then you're not you don't have a
1: Catholic notion of conscience uh but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Okay, cool. So I, so, I am supposed
0: to pay attention to this. This is important well, you, for me you, as a you Catholic.
1: I mean, listen. There is something, too, to saying, like, a lot. for most of history, no one knew what the Pope said, or sometimes they didn't even know their names. Yeah. They just kind of prayed for the Pope and went yeah. on with their lives, and that's fine, too. But we're in a different age, and so we tend to pay more attention. But if you're reading this document, when you read it, you're supposed to receive it with giving the Pope always kind of a benefit of the doubt, if you But what okay? if you hate his guts? too bad. Grow up.
0: <laughs> Excellent answer. Sorry. Fantastic. I love it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, not okay. It's like an act of magisterium is not then just a personal act of a particular pope. It's 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 a way of the church teaching the church, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so we, we owe it a benefit of the doubt. This does not mean that you have to agree with every single word within it, mm. but that you have to be willing. If there's something that challenges you, you have to kind of let that push at you for a bit first, so I get really frustrated when people are like, oh, I just don't like this document or blah blah blah. This blah blah. I'm like, guys, whoa 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 You can't just auto react like this. Mm. First, did it's you, not Catholic time react without Yeah, you're, not, you're reacting without even reading the document. Like that's right. not fair at all. Um, so uh, there were a couple. There was, but you know, it doesn't mean you can't critique or you can't ask questions. At least you know, like I, 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 because he says he's writing this kind of in response to his motu proprio. So his how you do things um, on Traditionis Custodis, which was a very controversial and still kind of is controversial mm-hmm. motu proprio, okay? So, fine. Gotcha. But he talks about like, um, and I offer this as like a question to ponder, I guess. And it was the one question I kind of pondered as I read the document. I think it's a mm-hmm. fair one. Why wasn't this released before Traditionis Custodis?
0: Why wasn't the teaching
1: on the liturgy?
0: Oh, the teaching
1: the, the oh, law on liturgy. We're bad
0: communicators. That's why. Well, the, there's I, that.
1: I, well, exactly. But I'm like, yeah. I think, I think, I think, TC would have been easier to swallow for some people if they had seen something like this first. And so, like, he talks about this notion of like the Ars of in the document, which is like this art of celebrating. I said, you know that we have to kind of let the liturgy form us in this way. I'm like, yeah, I think there's a kind of magisterial art that could be used here too, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. a magisterial art of celebrating or art of teaching, I guess, uh, whereby, Something like this should have preceded something like that. Now, maybe sure. he's doing it because he saw the reactions, and that's fine. But, you know, we learn, we all make mistakes. But I just think, I think this would have been a better document to come out last year, and then maybe TC come out this year or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think generally speaking, in. the church always does better when, um, not when we put out fires, but when yeah. we create the house with, uh, uh, fireproof insulation
1: right. you yeah know? exactly if that exactly. makes sense yeah my my second critique and it's actually not just on this document it's anything that's happened to be talking about liturgy in the last 50 years which is actually not a whole lot mm-hmm. just i don't think there's any mention of music in this document oh and i was a little disappointed by that but we haven't Father, had any yes
0: the everything about mass is the music whether or not it's good or bad or this music arts, or that or the banjo mass or the yeah or the organ yeah that's what mass
1: is about apparently anybody what would ever... you like to have seen about music because i don't even like I, well there's a lot of rubrics around music around the antiphons and ch- and the chants and everything like the the rubrics still emphasize chant for example no. as the as having a, and this is the teaching of the council on hmm. music it doesn't say you can't have other things but that there is a certain pride of place to this music and that it ha- that ought to have some place within the liturgy okay and i think um it' just been nice to talk about it Some because everything he's talking like so all that being said i actually want to say i actually this is my favorite document by him i mean okay. i love liturgy obviously and i'm a priest but I thought it was a good document because it's really, really addressing the whole church. And I think it's why it's nice that you and I are talking about this today because Mm -hmm. um, he's not just addressing priests on how they're supposed to do liturgy or whatever, why we do liturgy. It's it's an educational document about liturgy to the whole church. Wow. And I think that's really needed and important. I'm actually, like personally, I'm actually gonna use this document as a basis to start doing some bulletin catechesis about liturgy for the next year starting in September for my people. Because I thought there was a lot, like... This is me thinking a little selfishly here. When I read it, I thought, "Oh, did the Pope read Mysterion?" <laughs> no, he did not. He probably doesn't. He has no clue who I am. But it was just this is like I read this. I said, "This is the authentic teaching of the Council. This is like mm. the good stuff that the Council brought out." And, 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 and mm. you know, there's a there's some minor minor quibbles that one might still have here that I think you know sometimes we need to keep some quibbles more private, not because they're not worth having, but. Um, and some are, are fine to say more publicly, but like, like the music thing, I'm like, this has just been a, a lacuna, something missing in the magisterium sure, really. for a long time. And I think it's something we need to start addressing because music is, is really the beautiful form of liturgy by which we are both captivated and grasped by Christ and Christ grasps us, right? Like mm-hmm. like it, it's it's, just, it's the encounter that affects us the most often. It's why people care about music so much. Yeah. It, affects, it affects us. And I think that's a good thing. It means we're not soulless and dead inside, Um, that we care about something. When you actually care, it means you love, and that's a good thing. So we need to be looking at this and educating about this in the church. And maybe he left it out on purpose. I don't know. But I would have liked to have seen something about that.
0: Sure. Well, what were the the general gist or the vibe that you're getting from it? What's the the big takeaways that you liked a bunch? Yeah,
1: oh, my God. So one of them... I thought he. I think as an overall theological view of liturgy, I, th- I saw a very strong notion of the underlying theme of sacrament, not just like as the seven sacraments, but like kind of what I talk about mysterion, right? This this sacramental worldview, the sacramental vision of reality, about how the liturgy is a place whereby this happens. Like he has this great phrase. I'm trying to find it somewhere, um, where he talks about. Uh, you, ca- you can't have faith unless Christ is alive and present today or something like that. Like faith is nothing without that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Christ is he here basically,
0: today. I, it's the mo- it's the funniest concept. Like Jesus is real. That's the way I, I talk. Like he's real and he's alive. I had yeah. this conversation with yeah. a, a, um, a teen earlier this morning. Yeah. I'm like, sh- I'm like, did Jesus heal people back when he was, uh, physically walking this earth she said yes I'm like does he heal people now mm-hmm. and she was like she was paused she's like well jesus is alive i'm like yes yes good 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 does he heal people now and he go, she goes oh like yes is the answer isn't it? i'm like yes because he's real
1: right but she doesn't but she has she doesn't but she doesn't know how he how he's present yeah that's the yeah problem. yeah mediation uh, right. <laughs> um that's it, the modernist thing. It's hard to see that God works through things. And, and then something he addresses later. But um like he ha- yeah, so this is the I found it. Christ, Christian faith is either an encounter with him alive or it does not exist. I that was like, oh, yeah.
0: It couldn't be realer. Exactly. Yeah, either
1: <laughs> Either he Either, is who he says he is or he's not.
0: Or you've got a stupid hobby on Sundays, man. Right. You've got right. a really dumb hobby. Right? Why would you do this? Yeah. Why would you do it? By all accounts in the world, it's boring. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I exactly. don't think so. I think, it's, I think it's very solemn, actually. I think Mass is very solemn.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so this is, and this is the whole point of liturgy, is to make this a... To, it doesn't necessarily do it in an explicit way, but that mm. in the experience, Mass ought to be fostering and forming us or the liturgy in general, I should be saying, right? He talks about liturgy, but the liturgy, especially the mass is the, the forming us into encountering the event the, the, of Christ today, that he is that, that when we are at mass, yes, in through Christ's mediation from all eternity, his past is made present to us on the altar so that we, and that heaven is that, he that future, if you will, mm. is also present. That's why I say to people like, heaven is not just a pure future, it also starts today. It's something we encounter today, because what mm. is heaven but to be in Christ? What's well, the yeah. church to be in Christ? Like, um, so this notion of sacrament that, that Christ works through things and that he uses human created realities to draw us into him is so vital and it's so important uh, that the mass is not a private thing of my own personal opinion and sentimentality because this destroys notion of sacrament. Um, it's like, well, I want mass to be what, what I want it to be according to my tastes. I want it to be what I want it to, I want it to feel a certain way. It's like, no, no, no. He says, that's not the Christian mentality. The Eucharist makes the church and therefore the church it's, it's, is participating in the one act of Christ. Like it's Christ who's worshiping the, like I say this, I will say this, we don't go to mass to worship God primarily. We mm-hmm. do, but not primarily. We go to mass to be lifted up into Christ's worship of the father because it's okay. his action.
0: Can I give you a list of things and you rank them yeah. in a scale of importance? Ten being very, very important okay. to the yeah. experience of the mass, and and one being not that important, but okay, you know, okay. maybe you sure. have to die to it. Okay, sure. okay, okay, okay. Um,
1: uh, incense. Okay, okay. I'm gonna write them down. Then I'll, 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 I'll. Okay, uh, okay, cool. It. So number
0: one, incense. Yeah. Uh, let's do number two, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. Um, ad living, ad living, you know, okay. reading the, you know. Uh, like, you for, mean
1: like, the, like going off the text for the liturgy? Yeah,
0: going off the text a little bit um, okay. just to make it more relatable, using more mm-hmm. words that aren't there. But, you know, uh, let's see. Um, performance, mm-hmm. you know, like is the priest smiling at me? Right. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, what would be another good one? Uh, homily, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, readings, and and, yeah. and and how effectively they read. Like you know, like you know, this person grabs my attention. So enthusiasm yeah. with the readings, and um, okay. uh, silence.
1: Uh, silence. Okay. And then, what about like uh, welcoming? Oh kind of of yeah. yeah, hospitality. Can we have or name whatever?
0: tags at church. Yeah, okay. um, and then uh, let's let's add a fun one at the end. Ecumenism. Okay. Okay. So can we go all the through these and rank them?
1: I think it'd be fun. So uh, sort of, yeah. I mean, if like, you were so,
0: Francis, yeah. Based on this document, and it's okay. We're we're, yeah. we're putting an asterisk. This is a silly yeah. assignment. Yeah importance one so, to well, right, well,
1: well so here's the thing some of them i would just say they have zero importance and fantastic they be completely <laughs> ex- taken away because actually he even says in the document some of these things like take this away well the others i don't think like they're all important actually okay and so they shouldn't they don't need to be one against the other but you can do like sometimes yes you have to take like one step at a time but you can actually just they all have a place and importance in the liturgy but they're not the liturgy itself
0: yeah, right. Okay. They
1: highlight the liturgy. So incense, I'd say, yes, we need that if we can okay. because we ought actually, the ritual says that especially on the solemn, that the main quote-unquote celebration of a parish ought to be solemnized through the use of incense. Okay?
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Music, yes, but done according as best we can with the heart of the church in mind about what she means about music. Okay. So it's not something performative. We don't clap for the choir or anything like this because it's not a performance. It's... It is the church praising God in song. That that you know, that famous Augustinian phrase, like, you know, to sing is to pray twice. Mm. Right. It's 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 an overabundance response to the gift to God, right? This is why we sing the we're supposed to sing the psalm in response. We've heard you. We've heard you speak to us. And this and we, we have no better word but your word in the psalm to Praise you in thanksgiving for this, and the only thing we feel we can almost add to really throw on how grateful we are is to sing it to add that extra oomph to it. And so, singing done with the proper mind of the liturgy is good, ad libbing, go away forever <laughs> with an asterisk of like you know, things happen, a kid runs into the sanctuary, don't be a jerk, right? <laughs> sure, don't be a jerk, The kids, yeah, okay. Um it, it kind of goes with the next one because the ad-libbing is especially a priest thing because mm-hmm. we're the we're seen as the principal doers of the liturgy which he addresses right. by the way he says no it's an act of the whole Christ which is the church and so he talks this is why it's addressed to the laity he goes there is a formation that needs to happen for the laity as well because it's not just the work of the priest he is Christ the head but mm-hmm. the rest in, in persona Christi Capitas but the rest but the rest are part of his body it's the one body at work so um, uh, like
0: so at least please for the love of i actually for the love of god yeah. say amen for, during the great amen lay people
1: yeah you don't even have to sing it just at least say it my so, gosh do, that's, that's, everyone that's everyone part. do their part everyone do their part as it's <laughs> given to us because what we do here is meant to be done in every church everywhere mm-hmm. so when happens he talks about the performative priest, the priest who wants everything to be around his attention, like so, there's a reason why, like I become a little less myself in the liturgy. At least not uh, the homily is different cause it's. Mm-hmm. But um, when I'm doing the liturgical actions, it's mm-hmm. not me who's doing the work. It's not about me. It's about Christ making. So I have to put my quote unquote self to the side a little bit. If that it's makes almost sense. Like you
0: don't. You, yeah, it's like. I feel like almost like I need to talk to some priest the way I talk to teenagers and say like it shouldn't matter what people think about you mm mm-hmm. yep. it's because we're, we're I, every every adult is just a kid who didn't grow up, yeah
1: <laughs> in some aspect of their life and it's true yeah. with me yeah, I mean like and it's not to say that you make or you make mistakes like I remember actually a few weeks ago I was praying Eucharistic prayer one, yeah and I know it pretty well and I get into its rhythm. You get, like, he talks about getting to the rhythm literally. You let it form. you. Can't, it takes you over almost. It forms your actions and your movements. And I turned the page and I didn't notice it. I actually like turned by accident like two or three pages. And so I keep on going and then I'm like, it wasn't even at the bow at the altar part uh, where he asked the angel to take these gifts up. It was, uh, we, we remember your dead part. And I'm like, wait, that comes after the consecration. I'm thinking in my head, I haven't done the consecration yet. Oh crap. <laughs> and so I just turned well, that, the Well, that takes you out of that place. Right, so I did, then I turned, because like, but it wasn't like an unconscious thing. It's just you, you're so formed by it. You just enter into his rhythms and that rhythm felt normal because I'm there, right? I'm in that moment. And that's moment, good. And that's good in that way, right? So it's like, oh wait, I didn't do the consecration in my head. So I flip back. And go back to where you're going, and you're fine, right? So, like, there's that right. sense of ad libbing that I think is always necessary, ready to go, but not. Yes. Make it's not about you. You are not the actor of the liturgy. Christ is, and that's why we do what the books ask of us. Wonderful. That's the reason, right? It's kind of simple, homily, yeah. Yeah, homily, uh, important, vital. Uh, it's actually very vital for a few reasons. One, on the human level, it's honestly what most people pay attention to. It's what they really go for. Right which has its benefits and its curses with it. Um, It should not, but a homily should be something that is reflected on, it's supposed to be a reflection on scripture. I mean, you as the priest or deacon are a subject, a person engaging with the readings Mm -hmm. in prayer and reflection. And if you're just printing a homily off the internet, you're not doing a homily. Oh. In my opinion. I like that that's spicy. That's, a, that's mean, a little spicy there. I
0: mean the the book that they send out because I know they they have that book. Uh, uh, yeah, because you know what? Yeah, I want someone to pick the weird part of scripture and and talk about like yeah, and we don't have to do it right now, but like yeah. like all right, Jesus cast out demons, they went into pigs and drowned themselves, and you're gonna ignore that?
1: Right. Come on. Come and on. It, and it's like, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like. In prayer, it's my job to discern the people I've encountered and everything, and all this stuff. I need to kind of bring that all together and see where the Holy Spirit leads. And, and and also, but at the same time, with the homily, it's also I've also learned as a priest, it's like you don't have to hit it out of the park every Sunday.
0: No, I don't want I don't yeah, expect because that's that, yeah.
1: that's a lot and that's not always possible. And then you kind of dry up sometimes. It's like sometimes mm. it's okay to give the the brief five minute homily of a simple question that is proposed through the scriptures to encounter Christ today, and that's sufficient. And sometimes you preach for 20 minutes because you're really into something and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think where pre subjectivity, his own personality comes through is in the homily because you don't want to speak in such a way that it's not you. Mm. I think personally, this is a personal opinion thing. So homily absolutely up there. Need it. our readings, how well they're read. Uh, actually again, Holy Father talks about this. He says, he actually says, I yearn for a church where the readings are, there's a hunger proclaim God's word well and he's right
0: Oh, there's nothing think, worse than this there's nothing worse than then, like know. a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Right. But at the same time
1: it's not meant to be performative It's getting back to the performative question it's not like, like what if it was and like Jesus set his face like flint to Jerusalem and blah 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 and, and the Samaritans were... <laughs> did not welcome him
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but, but what if you were excited to proclaim the gospel that's all I want
1: again like this, this is, is really good right. news but this is right. really good news. But you are, again you're kind of a medium through which christ is using to speak yeah. to the people right so your person's there your personality if you will is there but it should be again kind of like how i approach the liturgy i think that's how we ought to approach the readings that you're mm. your vehicle through which christ is speaking so don't let your do your best to try and let Christ do his work. So it should be read well mm-hmm. with an authenticity and a love, but not something performative. Yeah. If it becomes performative, then you're becoming about you. If you're like, I'm going to treat this super dramatically, like Paul's letters to the Romans, whatever, I don't care. It's, oh, like, it's so it's, different. It's, it's so it, different. It's,
0: right? it's a difference between I'm going to treat this so dramatically and I'm going to love this to you the best I
1: can. Right. Oh, cool. All right. Silence. Another thing he talks about. Absolutely. You need it. Now he says, I don't, you don't want a forced silence. Like he goes, you don't want it where priests are like forcing an excessive silence where it's like three minutes between the readings or something like this. Yeah. But that there are particular breaks, if you will, within the liturgy. He says, this is actually vital because it's a hearing of the Holy spirit. Uh, you need you need this and so like for myself I've already I've noticed this I think it's it's really cool how he talks about how the liturgy forms you because I've actually noticed that it affects how I celebrate the liturgy where there are just natural parts where I'm okay with some silence for a bit like after nice. communion you know um, especially you know they know when I'm purifying the vessels that's the time to end the music and I just sit there for a minute like mm-hmm. that you can do a bit longer you can do it a little bit shorter, like thirty seconds between the second reading and the gospel or something. I don't count in my head, but you know, you have a feeling for it. There is supposed to be silence in the let us pray. In the like there silence is actually what sets the rhythm of the liturgy. And if it's oh my always gosh, noisy, yeah. you're not letting the Holy Spirit speak.
0: That's true. When people are like, let's pray, and they just jump straight into it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not in the zone. Does that make sense? Like yep. I'm like, let me take two yep. deep breaths. Yep. Yep. So forget about. Excessive,
1: but just let it, let the silences that are kind of naturally in there Mm -hmm. do their work in a natural way. I like that. Hospitality. I think he does talk about this a little bit, I think. And I think it's actually quite important because he actually talks about how the work of the liturgy begins before you even get there because it's Christ who's calling you. Mm. Right. And so hospitality is very important, but it's like, yeah, no name tags. Or at least, no, sorry, they has they, they, not wear name tags, nor do I like the, the forced hospitality. Now, everyone stand and shake the hand of your neighbor. I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm a little conglomerated there, but I don't <laughs> care for that. I mean, because you're forcing people into knowing each other rather yeah. than letting them encounter each other in a natural way. I do, I'm actually preaching on hospitality this weekend, but like not in this kind of fuzzy North American oh. sense of the word, but it's like this radical cost of self. That's what yeah. hospitality is, of yeah. welcoming the stranger.
0: I think a part of it too is give me permission to do it. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have these social norms, like you would never cut in line because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to, and a lot of times people say, "Oh, you're not allowed to talk to strangers." Yeah, and you can do. You and can. so, you can. like you, as as teacher, like and when a priest says, does the force thing, it makes me like, ah, all right, I'll, I'll smile this person. Yeah. But I'm like, if, if, if someone encourages me in their homily, like when you're done with mass, say hi to someone. I want you to do
1: this. This is yeah. good for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm probably gonna. Yeah. Because you're counting Christ in the stranger and everything. And, and mm-hmm. like, it's just, uh, Daniel actually has this whole bit. He says, um, our lack of hospitality in the West is a judgment against us because we don't want to find Christ. Oh, He is right. He is right. He is right. It's true. You want to know the number one way to do hospitality in a parish during liturgy? Yes. Move down the dang pew. (laughs) I know know, the edge is the best spot. Of course you like that little extra side support. But... Move to the frickin' center, especially have... when people are coming with kids and they're <laughs> struggling with the two kids squirming in their arms or whatever. Move the only reason down. why
0: the only reason why you should sit at the end is if you have spontaneous, uh, rapid diarrhea. Like if you had to get then out, then you should also be fast. at the back.
1: <laughs> Should also be at the back. Uh, I agree. Makes sense. So okay, your last one is so I'm not really ranking, I'm just saying we should or we shouldn't. Um um, ecumenism. What do you mean by that though? Like that's a broad question. Like are you talking about like how how do we welcome Protestants when they're at mass or something like that? Yeah. You gently like I always use that every funeral at communion time, I do a little brief instruction of, like, this is where I think it's valid. I believe in the church. The church allows these moments. If you're not Catholic or you're Catholic, but you're unable to come to communion, because if you are a Catholic, who's been well-formed, you should know this. And if you don't know that, well, I can't explain everything. And, and yeah, you know, I have to trust that you have some human sense of responsibility here. I would say you're still welcome to come forward and ask for a blessing. If you like, just cross your arms like this, or if you're more comfortable, you're also welcome to remain in your pew. Like, in other words, Mm -hmm. I don't care, but like, if you want we're, we're Catholics we do Catholic things Father Dan had told me this great analogy he said, you don't go to Chick-fil-A and expect people to give you a burger a beef no. burger you, at, no. you expect chicken they, mm-hmm. why? and you don't get mad at them because they do Chick-fil-A things at Chick-fil-A we do yep. Catholic things at Catholic Church and so yep. it's not unwelcoming to say yes unfortunately our, our broken communion does, means that we can't receive communion with one another you are still sad. welcome here you're still welcome here, which is then a sign of that broken community that should enliven us to want to heal that wound. I like right? that. Mm-hmm. So there's all the ranking-ish stuff. Does that answer anything? you have anything to say about like that? I, no, I mean, I don't want We're going on legit. for a while here. Okay, I got... Oh, man, we barely even talked about the document now, but I think we've interspersed a lot. But I want to do... Um, he has a lot of good stuff to say about mystery and that it, mystery doesn't necessarily always mean beautiful things per se but that um to let it's worth reading folks please read it um he had a very interesting theological thing around how the four main documents of the council need to be read as a whole i've never seen that said before in the magisterium and i thought that was a very interesting move and i, I was like he's not wrong because they you can't see the Eucharist apart from the church. Like he's trying to get, he's trying to attack all this of individualism and spirituality, essentially. Like I go to mass to do what I want and get things out in my way. That is not the Catholic mentality. It never has been, but we've allowed oh. this mentality to imbue how we, and it, it creates, it does create the liturgy wars. And so I think he's trying to, it's like a teaching, but it's also like a pastoral, um, a pastoral um, appeal to say, you know, this all matters, okay? Um, but where, where I would like to just maybe then conclude... Oh, there's mm-hmm. so much here, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. His discussion of symbol. 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 Okay. In the band. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. I am going to... Um, I'm actually going to read out a bunch of paragraphs here because I think it's really important to hear this. Great. Um, so he says... He's talking about this sense of mystery and astonishment in liturgy that we are encountering the living God... In this, way, in this place really and truly. So he says, wonder is an essential part of the liturgical act because it is the way that those who know they are engaged in the particularity of symbolic gestures look at things. It is the marveling of those who experience the power of symbol which does not consist in referring to some abstract concept but rather in containing and expressing in its very concreteness what it signifies. that sacrament, right? That what's a sacrament, it's a visible sign of an invisible and spiritual reality that affects mm-hmm. what it signifies. That is, it's a fancy way of saying the physical thing makes present, but isn't itself, the, it, it makes present a reality in a real way, but isn't it completely. like So for example, this is actually a little bugaboo of mine, the Eucharist. Yeah. Okay, people are gonna hate me when I say this, but it's true. Everyone, and I know what they're trying to say with it, okay? The Eucharist is the literal body and blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm like, nope. Right. No, it's the real presence, the real sacramental presence of the body, blood, and soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Because if it's the literal body of Christ, then we are chewing on his arm. <laughs> you know? like yeah. We are oh. cannibals. We are cannibals in that sense. This is right. a very old medieval debate in the 11th century around Eucharistic presence yeah. but it's real like it's substantial it is the full Christ but Christ like the Eucharist isn't Christ in that sense like it's not it's not um, it's, but it's, it's the mode by which he makes himself present to us I know that sounds complicated and weird but yep. in fact the fact that we have a hard time understanding this is, a, is the notion of the loss of symbol right that this concrete thing makes present but also points to something more than itself. Does that make sense so far? Am I getting a little yeah, too heady? Yeah, it does.
0: No, 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 Like basically some when people say, "Oh, we're just arguing semantics." And my answer would be like, "Yes.
1: Yes. We are because They're words important. matter." <laughs> yeah. So he goes on. This is like this is so good. Um therefore, the fundamental question is this. How do we recover the capacity to live completely the liturgical action like that liturgy informs my whole way of being. This is this is good this is good man and and so this was the objective of the council's reform. The challenge is extremely demanding because modern people not in all cultures to the same degree have lost the capacity to engage with symbolic action which is an essential trait of the liturgical act. With postmodernity people feel themselves even more lost. Lost, without references of any sort, lacking in values because they have become indifferent, completely orphaned, living a fragmentation in which an horizon of meaning seems impossible. And it is even more weighed down by the burdensome inheritance that the previous epoch left us, consisting of individualism and subjectivism, which evokes once again the Pelagian and Gnostic problems, which we won't get into right now. Uh, it consists also in an abstract spiritualism which, contra- which contradicts human nature. Need- Itself for a human person is an incarnate spirit and therefore, as such, capable of symbolic action and symbolic understanding. In other words, that humans are by nature symbolic creatures. And and, and just there's one more paragraph of this, but before I go there quickly, is mm-hmm. is that but that notion of symbol there again? Because everyone's like the Eucharist is a symbol, and he's, he's actually saying, Yes, it is, but your modern notion of symbols wrong.
0: Wow, okay,
1: okay, and he's right, he is absolutely right here. Uh, this Ratzinger goes. This is the secret sauce of this whole document. This is very this whole this whole document's very spirit of liturgy by Ratzinger. Hmm. Very spirit of liturgy. And if you don't hmm. yeah, it's it's very Ratzinger. Okay. Um it is um it is this reality, is with this reality that the church that the of the modern world that the church united in council wanted to enter into contact reaffirming her awareness of being the sacrament of Christ, the light of the nations, putting herself in devout listening to the word of God and recognizing as her own, the joys and hopes of the people of our times. The great constitutions of the council cannot be separated one from the other. and It is no accident that this single huge effort at reflection of the council, which is the highest expression of synodality, uh, began with reflection on the liturgy. And so he's recognizing that, um, oh, where'd it go? Um, He has more on symbol here, one second. So he goes, yeah, so he goes back. um, So uh, where's the, sorry. Uh, So the question I want to pose is, how can we become once again capable of symbols? How can we again know how to read them and be able to live them? We know well that the celebration of the sacraments by the grace of God is efficacious in itself, but this does not guarantee the full engagement of people without an adequate way of placing themselves in relation to the language of the celebration. A symbolic reading is not a mental knowledge, not the acquisition of concepts, but rather a living experience. And so he says, one of the things, there's two things we need to do quickly, and one is reacquire a sense of creation, that we are created beings. And I won't get into that, but this is actually, I think I'm gonna make this not really concrete. He has this beautiful symbol, example. He goes, we may all remember of being raised in the faith and our parents teaching us the faith, how maybe we are a two-year-old child and our parents take our arm and trace the sign of a cross on us. Mm-hmm. And it's a gift given to us, a mm-hmm. symbol that, but then we make it our own as we try to imitate the action. And now it's ours and that the symbol communicates something deeper than just a simple gesture. It means something that's now something I've appropriated. He says, this is the way of education, the way of faith, not just giving out all these doctrines all the time. They have a place and importance, but they're often later, but it's, it's, it's experience through symbol that forms.
0: No, I'm a person. I make my own destiny. I create my own self screw off. That's
1: our culture. Yes. And and that has it's infected the, it's the church. It's the
0: opposite. Jesus comes first. He offers grace first. By your mere creation, you come first. Yes. And so you are discovering his creation, which is you. You are not creating your creation, which is you. And so you're finding your rhythms. You're finding, oh, gosh. Yeah, that is the problem. How do you change it? Well, frick Frank, I don't know. You get rid of social media. You explode well, the internet. Well,
1: well not God. that. Not that. But it means, you know, what it means is it, for the church to inform culture this way.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: needs to allow places for this culture to begin to form. I'm not ready to reveal my master plan yet for my parish. <laughs> I love uh, it. But this is the question I'm facing, and this is the question I want to address. Because if we don't address it, then we lose everyone. Yeah. And maybe that's the way it is. But um, I think we have the opportunity, because this is the thing, the council exists to repropose a sacramental worldview. Mysterion, by the way, is essentially Vatican II in a more popular, accessible way. Mm Mm-hmm. This document is, is Vatican II in its beauty and its integrity and how the liturgy is meant to form the very existence of being Christian and that these experiences form us in a deep way and if we just need to allow them to, so when you encounter symbol, you allow it to form you because it's not just some made up thing of that the church doesn't just make up meaning as she wills. No, she receives like these human norms of, of signs and symbols and lifts them up, it's Christ lifting up creation to communicate himself to us in a way that we can know him. Which is, so yes, like being spiritual does not actually ignore the body. It actually, for the Christian, enlivens and emboldens it.
0: Man, it's it's like every few hundred years the church loses itself so they so mm-hmm. some big moment happens that brings us back to the sources and talks about it in a way that's our modernity right like
1: and to it's, our yeah, modernity. we have a new we have a new question to answer
0: and so it's it's it is those two words right it's a giornamento and and resource mod. I mean what yeah. are we doing we're going back to the reality of yeah Jesus is is as real as it was for his frickin disciples and it just means jagoffs Don't do that. Oh, that's a, that's a Pittsburgh term, by the way. Oh, is
1: it? Okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's not CK. It's GG and it's in the dictionary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But no, this is exactly it. Like uh, Larry Chap, who we had on the podcast a few times, he, he talks, he did this article yesterday about flipping the script on modernity. He says, well, the the script flipping is simple. Start fricking living the gospel. Let, let the sacrifices that are implied in living the gospel, which means being a disciple actually Mm -hmm. form the way you live. So us as parishes need to find ways to form this. And for me, it's getting rid of most programming.
0: Yeah. For but that's me, that's all I will say for now. Top of my head, it is personally inviting people to go on experiential trips, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I just took people on a mission trip and they were forced to talk to people that are different than them. Right. And by the end they were praying with those different people. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. That's, it's a perfect training ground to,
1: for how to do this, how to be yep. human. We need to, if, like, the real quote-unquote Benedictine option is yeah. not bunkering away from society, but it's actually no. bunkering in society, if you will. Yeah. Create new enclaves of culture that slowly, but you have to be willing for that growth to be slow. Like, not one or two years, but, like, we're talking generations. Yeah, I'm not going to see that's the what, benefit of I'm not going to see most of the benefit of my work, and I'm okay no. with this now. I used to not be now I am and that's the way a
0: failure for half of it
1: yeah and so we need to start creating communion experiences and encounters of communion on a more even more local level than Sunday Mass but that's and that but that's formed in this whole sacramental principle that he's talking about in the document
0: of course it is it has to be that
1: Mm -hmm. so we've been going on for a while man
0: I know but well sorry you you let
1: me in a monologue a lot I, I apologize
0: oh no that's fine I, I I liked a lot of it I just ah uh, there was a podcast a little bit ago where you were just like freaking out that uh, was maybe a year ago you're like Jesus is real yeah and if if you were looking at it on paper, if you were looking at it on paper, it would be like weird that you were repeating it over and over. But what was what was unique about it was the the timbre in your voice and, and how much you meant it. And you're trying to convey this reality that you know is so certain that you have felt that it yeah. um, to other people. And and mm-hmm. and uh, that's it. Like every witness talk I give, because I'm a youth minister, you start off with a talk and you, mm-hmm. then you relate it to Jesus. I always end with like, I'm telling you this. Because Jesus is real, (laughs) like, and he wants to be real to you too, and he wants to be tangible and and, and accessible. Or like, I I always tell, I always tell kids who have an emotional experience at adoration the next day, it's normally on a Saturday night on a retreat. I'm like, guess what guys, that same Jesus that you prayed in front of and really felt something, you get to receive him. It is that cool. It is that real. Yeah. But, you know, you can just take a nap during Mass if you want to.
1: Yeah. But if you want, it's not magic. And this is mm-hmm. the other thing he's really hearing. This, none of this is magic. If you want the grace to work, he gives you a grace, if you will, to open your heart mm-hmm. to him. But you have to actually mm-hmm. be willing to receive it. And so this is the full... Like So it, one of the things I did appreciate, he doesn't get into this activism around liturgy. But he says no. full active conscious participation. Actually, yeah, I didn't realize this now until now. Is really receiving in your appropriate role in the mass the work of the holy spirit forming you to become christ's body Yep. you become what you receive saint augustine right
0: you are what you eat
1: i, I should ate really wrap it up cuz been going for a 30 year long, long old
0: time. all right doing. thank you for listening that's <laughs> my favorite father anthonyism thank you for listening you can do, go to claregrispicking.com and, and it's
1: got the things you, you don't have a script in front of you
0: no we don't need so what you're one.
1: saying is Father Anthony's more professional than you.
0: Yes, I just edit this. I, I just know. edit this. I know. I know. You can find me on Twitter at Papa Sharapa if you can spell it. And
1: <laughs> apparently, that people can't spell my last name though. No. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fr Harrison. Peace. God bless you all.